Hello and welcome to Into the Aether. It's a low-key video game podcast. My name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. Stephen, we have an exciting day of video game news to talk about. That's right. Big exciting announcement. Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Either ascended or descended, depending on what realm you think it's from. Uh, it might be from hell because there's way too much <laughs> coming out. That's great. Yeah. It's like it's like a a temptation. It, it's one of the temptations. Yeah, we don't really we. I, I always, I always kind of in my head have have uh, retroactively sectioned like our types of episodes. Mm-hmm. There's the episode where like I've played something that you haven't, or vice versa. There's episodes where we've both played something, yeah, and we like both really like it and spend the whole episode talking about it. And then there are episodes where we just talk about either news and then there are some episodes where there's literally nothing to talk about hence full moon ass boy 68 existing (laughs) (laughs) an episode about what's brendan going to change his name to like that that's the sort of chaotic tier Mm -hmm. but we were recently blessed or damned with a recent nintendo direct and it's basically like another mini e3 uh so kind of like what we did with the e3 episode we're just going to go through all of it yeah i took notes here of what's coming out and we'll talk about what's happening and uh what we're excited for and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. And maybe touch on some stuff during the breaks of like what we're actually experiencing. But yeah, it will be a direct centric episode. Yeah. For those of you who are listening to this three years in the future, sorry for the late news. Uh, but hopefully all these games came out <laughs> and um, all of the, all of our hype was uh, warranted. I'm looking to provide evergreen takes, Brendan. This is now and forever. <laughs> I love that. Before we even start, can I mention how I watched this direct? Because uh, I think it's worth touching on. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Please, please, um, please. So, so I was in the office, uh, which is in around Times Square, and. The Nintendo Direct was happening at around 6 p.m. Uh, one day, and I was like, I, I was just like scrolling through Twitter, and I saw one of my Twitter mutuals was online, like physically online, not like logged on, um, but like online at the <laughs> Nintendo World Store around Rockefeller Center to watch the Nintendo Direct at the store. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize I could do that. So I just like packed up all my stuff, uh, left the office, and you know, walked around the corner, and there it was, a big long line at a uh, big long line at the Nintendo World Store and I uh, waited in line for probably like 20 to 30 minutes and then they let you know a, an amount of people and not everyone made it in um, limited viewing space but then I watched the Nintendo Direct live in the Nintendo World Store with like I don't know maybe like 80 to 100 people um, and it was probably the wildest Nintendo Direct viewing experience I've ever had and will ever have ever again because like I can't imagine if it was any other direct beyond this one like I still think it would be less wild than this one because pretty much every announcement was incredible at this one so what that equated to was 40 straight minutes of people just screaming and everybody trying it was like (laughs) everybody would go and then everybody would go shh while they were like talking about like whatever was coming next it was amazing it was like a really really cool thing uh i would do it again uh and i might who knows but it was really really stupid and great i feel like 
the Nintendo Directs are somehow becoming like Nintendo's version of Rocky Horror showings. Yes. Like, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, everyone's totally. like throwing rice and like shouting out stuff. I That's love really cool. I would love to be at one in person. Yeah. One. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite things about the Nintendo Directs are just the like communal viewing experience. It's like what some people get out of Game of Thrones and being on Twitter at the same time, you know, um, right, like Twitter right, right. during a Nintendo Direct is always great. But being, oh, yeah. being there in person is like a completely different experience that I, I didn't anticipate being as wild as it was. It was very rowdy. Um, and, and that sense of community was like extremely there and, and awesome. Uh, and just like, it was very positive. It was a very positive experience. We should go there next time I'm home. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, it's if they're having a direct, that'd us. be great. Well, even just, you know, just to browse, just to hang I out. I mean, that store rules. It's really good. The fact that I work if so If you're busy, it, I get it, okay? Yeah, um, so, yeah I'm going to be that sick is, that, that day. That is a blessing. <laughs> oh, ow, look at the time. Uh, got a garden. Goodbye. <laughs> got got a barf. Sorry. Got a barf. That I don't think I've ever been there, actually. I don't normally hang out in Times Square. <laughs> no, I mean, I, well, I, mean I, I technically do hang out in Times yeah. Square all the time. But but they got the they got the best Fridays there. They have the world's hey, largest Applebee's, hey. Stephen. I mean, what else do you it's want? Two floors. A big apple. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh wow! I just found my true evil final form <laughs> by calling the biggest Applebee's the Big Apple and immediately laughing at my own oh, joke. Oh shit! Man. In, a, in in my room. Anyway, the September fourth direct. They just keep one upping themselves. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, E3 was two months I'm ago. I'm looking at this. <laughs> this is, I think. Almost as powerful as that direct was. I think so too. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the the I, I won't spoil well spoil, but like the E3 Nintendo Direct ended on a note that like fucked up everybody. This one ended a little more anticlimactically, but like start to finish, there's at least they're throwing enough stuff at you that at least three things are gonna mess you up. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and like, we were talking about regardless this regardless of bit, what you follow. We were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but you know, watching the direct in person, it was just like 40 minutes of screaming, so I couldn't really hear what was happening. I could only see what was happening. And yeah. when I went home and rewatched it, I was like kind of asking myself, was I just into every single announcement because you know it was surrounded Surrounded by the screams of excited fans, or was I actually genuinely excited about every single announcement? Because I couldn't think of a single thing that I was like not into uh, from the whole forty minutes. And rewatching it, I mm-hmm. think I really actually liked almost every single thing that happened. And I guess we yeah. can dive a little bit deeper into that when we talk about it. But it was like it's like unprecedented to have this much good shit <laughs> in in one Nintendo Direct. Um, Let's talk about it, I guess. Yeah. So let's get started. I took notes yeah. uh, about what they announced, and and I took notes in the order of, of what was announced in the direct. Awesome. So we will begin. Uh, first, uh, before they even said hello, uh, Overwatch on Switch. That was the first big announcement. Yeah. Um, the first the first announcement at all, actually. And they just sort of showed footage of Overwatch on the you know, on the Switch screen. Showed that you could probably use some motion controls if you want. Yeah, they specifically um, showed it with the Junkrat wheel. Yeah, yeah. Which I um, love. What do you think? What do you make of this? Do you think you'll get it? Do you think... Do you have any... 
Um, That's about it. I'm re- so I'm really stoked that it's happening i'm probably not going to get it i mean it's a thing that leaked i think like a week or two weeks ago i think we actually even mentioned that it was leaking on the show yeah. maybe, maybe we didn't maybe that was off the show but uh there was like a, a special edition overwatch case that was like co-branded between blizzard and nintendo that leaked like a week or two ago and there was like some amazon leaks which like are never super trustworthy but you know they were there so like there was smoke and then there ended up being fire and uh yeah i don't know like overwatch absolutely should be on the switch i remember a couple of years ago they asked uh what's his name jeff kaplan i think who is the lead designer of that game right now they were like oh are you ever gonna bring overwatch to switch and he was like i don't know if the switch can run it truly like we'd love to get it there but i don't know like if that's ever gonna happen so like they were at least exploring the possibility um and i don't know it materialized and it's coming out next month and like i think my main issue is that i don't play it currently and i already own it so i don't think that having it on the switch is gonna make me play it more you know so like to to spend another forty dollars or I think it's $40 to get that game again to play it on that platform. I don't think it's super worth it for me. But that said, like, if you haven't played Overwatch before, you absolutely should because it's incredible. You'll get like a good couple months of it at least. Yeah. It's a great game. For sure. Um, I think the announcements here that like I am not super excited about directly, I'm excited about what they represent. And I think yeah. Overwatch coming to the Switch. I mean, Blizzard has been getting pretty close to Nintendo with Diablo 3 coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, Warcraft 3 is coming to Switch. Yeah. So it wasn't a huge surprise, like you said. There was enough, There was enough like, reasonable speculation and leaks. It's like, okay, this is probably going to happen. Yeah. I think that we're re-entering the era that we always cite of, like, PS2, GameCube, Xbox, where, like, games were coming out for all the systems. And, like, oh, yeah. they had their exclusives, but you had this, like, really kind of friendly competition mm-hmm. and, like, a lot of, uh, just, you, there was less of a paywall like you could experience most games and then you could experience the exclusive games that were like representative of that system's like vibe that you probably sought out when you yeah, got it right so i'm happy that i think we are re-entering that uh-huh. um with everything coming to switch yeah uh, same boat i i I got really into Overwatch uh, a few years ago. Like I would say, because I got my PS4 in 2016. That's when I kind of got back into video games. And Overwatch was like my go-to game for a long time, like yeah. a year and a half. I got pretty good at Overwatch. Zenyatta main, hello. Yeah, I was about to ask uh, who, who your main was, yeah. Diva, Zenyatta, and Lucio. Mm-hmm. I would switch between Lucio and Zenyatta depending on the map. Uh, payload, you gotta go Lucio. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, you do, yeah. Uh, but I liked being a tank or a healer for the most part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Zenyatta was like, I had the cultist costume where he has like the Cthulhu Oh yeah, vibe. it's great. Uh, Really awesome. Yeah, Overwatch, if you haven't played it, it's 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 truly a wonderful game. I have famously said on the show that I don't like shooting games usually. And Overwatch, Splatoon, and actually more recently we got into Remnant and um uh Apex Legends. So like I think I'm more open to the genre than I thought, but I don't normally gravitate towards it. Right, totally. Overwatch Overwatch is a glowing exception. And I think the thing about Overwatch that's so great is that depending on who you're playing as, it feels like you're playing a different game. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when Doomfist came out, they were saying how they based him <laughs> off of, like, Street Fighter, basically. Yeah. Like, he was based off of, like, fighting game commands. And, like, that's how he plays. He's, like, an up-close-and-personal, yeah. like, fighting game character in a team-based shooting game. Yeah, it's uh, wild. Lucio feels like you're playing Jet Set Radio Future. It's mm-hmm. great. Uh, and like, you know, Diva, you, you know, you're playing uh, Damon X Machina or whatever. Yeah. My two mains were always Lucio and Farah. Farah is, is the one that I play definitely more than everyone else. And like, that yeah. is just Top Gun. Like, that is just like <laughs> Top Gun the video game. 
Yeah, uh, and it fucking rules. It's great. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful game. Uh, I'm happy that people who who have a Switch uh, can check it out if they haven't already. Yeah, had not played it in a while too. I feel like the minute they focus more on the league, I feel like a lot of the games like updates were more focused on like ultra competitive play versus just like people playing it. Yeah, but I agree. you know, I, I I think it's a game that's always fun to go back to. They're always adding new stuff. I know there's some recent like uh, controversy over the latest character, which was like not good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and kind of in bad taste. But you know, hopefully they'll they'll rectify that in some way. I'm sure they will. Yeah, um, that uh, yeah, I, I I think just to put a cap on it, like it's a great game. If you haven't played it, get it for Switch. That'll be like the most fun platform to have it on, probably. You know, but if you already have it and you're not playing it now, I imagine the Switch won't be like super enticing. What's interesting too is that that game is balanced depending on the system you're playing it on. So like Xbox and PS4, there's no cross-platform play. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting that they like tweak the game depending on how you're playing it. Yeah. Uh, which kind of shows just the thought put into it. Um, that's Overwatch on Switch. Next up, we got Luigi's Mansion Three coming out on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you What do you think of this? Uh, what do you think of Lu- our guy Luigi and his new mansion? I mean, you know I love Luigi. You know I love Gooigi. <laughs> Are you Team Gooigi? That was my one note. I wrote Team Gooigi versus Team Luigi. Yeah, they did say that. The yeah, they did. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't. I feel like Gooigi and Waluigi occupy the same space. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the sewers, they're both, like yeah, darkened versions of the other. You know, <laughs> in a weird right, way. Right. They could be the same for all I know. But but yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three. I, I mean, it looks great. It looks really fun. Um, I'm still on the fence about if I'm gonna get it. I feel like I probably will. Um, because like I talked to a bunch of people who played at E3 and and they all loved it. Like their hands-on time with it was awesome. Um, they had nothing but good things to say about it. So like I feel like I'll probably end up getting it. I really love that they have eight-player multiplayer modes now like that's hilarious ridiculous yeah i i don't know it, it seems it seems like it's gonna be great um and it's nintendo and it's the switch era nintendo you know which like to me yeah. now is is almost like bringing back the nintendo seal of approval on like game boy games you know <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm on the, i'm on a similar fence and that's that's not a fence rooted in the idea of like is this going to be good or not there's just too much good stuff coming out yeah and like I know. you know like i am on like a reasonable budget so it's like, okay like do i do I just impulse get every Nintendo game or do I right. have to like unfortunately make some hard choices? So I'll wait and see if people are like you. If this is like a Mario Odyssey level game, I will get it. Yeah. But if it's like just a fun, I, I think also my roommate is getting it. So I'll probably experience it indirectly. Mm, okay. I'll probably play as I'll be the Gooigi to his Luigi, if you there, will. There you go. Um, Perfect. Never thought I'd say that. Uh, next up, we got free to start Kirby RPG Super Kirby Clash. Uh, free to start notably is how they phrase this yes that game that was the first of many i thought there i didn't expect there to be as many but that was the first of many like out right now announcements in this yeah um so that game is out right now and uh i have not heard very good things about it unfortunately yeah Uh, i was excited about it it because like i love the idea of of like a multiplayer focused like online kirby game that just seems like so goofy but like when you kind of start diving deeper into it there's so many things that are like antithetical to how kirby works in there like it's pretty much like monster hunter or like dauntless but you're kirby it's like side scroller monster hunter in that there's like one big boss that you and three people either your friends or um 
or like randos online team up against and you have to equip kirby with items to to like attack so like you have to equip kirby with a sword or a shield or like a mace or like whatever which is really bizarre because like kirby's whole thing is that (laughs) it gets powers by sucking up other enemies so like why is kirby like equipping itself with items uh and and equipment like it doesn't make any sense really um it's like the more you think about it the more it kind of falls apart um and and i watched some gameplay of it and it looks like fine um i mean it's worth trying because it's free you know but like it also is free to play and has a lot of like microtransaction stuff going on in there uh which yeah as we've talked about isn't inherently bad but i think in this case is here's the deal i don't know if i've talked much about my kirby experience on this show uh but i think kirby superstar for super nintendo mm-hmm. one of the best games ever completely agree yeah uh not to be like hyperbolic like top 10 games of the 90s <laughs> You know, but like, you know, I just, uh-huh. wow, that was really disgusting. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was a really gross one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it sounded like, you know? Yeah, um, no, you're right. But uh, Sakurai famously worked on Kirby at that time. Mm-hmm. No coincidence, like the best Kirby games are when Sakurai was like working on that series. Yep. So <laughs> I love someone tweeted, they were like, hey, Sakurai, how many times can characters jump? And he goes, three. And they go, okay, cool. He goes, but not my characters. They can jump a million times. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's yeah. like Kirby, Pit, like... You know, all the Sakura characters have infinite jumps in Smash Brothers. But yeah, um, so I bring up Kirby Superstar because there is a part of that game that almost becomes like a weird satire of RPG boss battles where like it's stuck in a like a fixed like you, it's not a side scroll anymore like you're stuck on one screen yeah and you have to fight the music becomes like purposely retro even on super nintendo yeah it becomes purposely retrofied and you fight these bosses that like it has like the rpg text above it and like random powers show up on the side so you have to change your powers depending on what's happening it's really fun and that game also notably has like some of the best co-op yeah like i mean it's nostalgia but it's also just really fun because like when you suck up a power you can make a copy of that power that the second player will play as and all the powers have their like respective characters so like yeah, awesome. the hammer is like a weird Dickensian blacksmith like a giant wooden hammer mm-hmm. my favorite Knuckle Joe uh, he's the fighter power uh, he's yeah. just, like dude with spiky hair that like likes to punch of course uh, we'll see yeah. a lot of that today yeah I was just about to say we're gonna talk a lot about punching today yeah so <laughs> I bring all that up because like when I first saw the aesthetic of this I'm like oh are they making a whole game based on that one part of, of Kirby Superstar kind it of it doesn't Kind of, but I don't think they were thinking of that the same way that I was when it happened. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's whatever. Like, I think um, I'm hoping for Kirby to bounce back. I feel like Kirby and Yoshi are occupying this weird, like, D team of Nintendo games. Where, yeah. Like, uh, they're both given, like, I mean, not. I heard I heard uh, Crafted World was fun. I played the demo for a little bit. It looks beautiful. But something about, like, keep giving Kirby and Yoshi, like, wool games. <laughs> Right. <laughs> They're like, you're made of yarn this time, you idiot. You know, the, you know, the game is like not fun. It's like, all right. Yeah. I, so, I, I like that Yoshi is occupying this space where like it is the most like kid friendly IP yeah, for that sure. Nintendo has right now. Yeah. Kirby, you're right, is in an absolutely weird space. I was thinking about this literally while I was rewatching the direct and just like seeing what had happened here with this game. Just like when was the last Kirby game that I really loved? Like really loved. And like 
Planet Robobot, like, kind of got there, but not really. Um, yeah. I played Squeak enough of Squeak Squad them. was okay. Yeah, Squeak Squad was okay. That's the thing. Like, there's been there's been a lot of Kirby games recently. None of them have been, like, great. And it's, um, it's like, it feels like that is kind of the weakest IP that Nintendo has and is still continuing to make stuff for. Because there's, like, a lot of, you know, franchises that are, like, kind of on ice at the moment. But, like, they keep making Kirby games and they're, like, always <laughs> yeah. fine or not fine. I think the best, the last really good Kirby game was probably Kirby. 64 because it had a really fun solo player where you could like mix powers together and had really good multiplayer too there's a lot of fun games in that game yeah 64 i mean like nightmare and dreamland on on game boy advance to me i think actually is the best kirby game oh really i think that game is unbelievable that's the one where you can beat the whole game and then play the whole thing again as Meta Knight and like the game kind of changes a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, See, and that's the that thing. Like, ruled. there is a weird, there's a weird Metroidvania vibe to the older Kirby games that yeah. they completely abandoned. And like, mm-hmm. that's I think like you can make Kirby like the like noble bright version of Castlevania if you wanted to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because all those games are like edgy and dark fantasy. You can make Kirby be like the like bright version of that imagine a kirby game that was a continuous world like that like still had like disparate levels but they were just connected to one another instead of going through doors that's awesome that's what kirby superstar did like in in the great cave offensive the worst level in smash brothers ultimate that was like the whole vibe was you're exploring this giant cave that had all these worlds that connected yeah it was great i feel like i feel like we're missing like a good Kirby game between yeah. Nightmare and Dreamland and now, but you know, whatever. That's just There's enough like, stuff coming out. Yeah. But yeah, I think like in the, in the A roster of Nintendo series, like Kirby is the one that's like, oh boy, like what's happening to you, my yeah. friend. And also Kirby's not very good in Smash either. Like Kirby's yeah, got to get some love somewhere, you know? I think we, we're rooting for Kirby uh, in the shadows. Um, <laughs> Trials of Mana Remake. Uh, I don't really know much about this series. I did get the uh, the collection. Oh, did you? Um, almost solely based on, like, I've seen that Super Nintendo cover. Right. Uh, what was it? The Secret of Mana. Mm-hmm. That cover is, like, beautiful and iconic. Um, yeah. It's, like, oddly, uh, I don't even know what art style to compare it to. It looks like an Impressionist painting. Like, it looks like something you'd see in a museum. It doesn't look like a video game cover art. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's really great. So I bought it because of that, because I'm an idiot. Um, but uh, I I started it I'm really early on. Again, like I, I'm a big retro RPG fan. I miss this series entirely. Um, it seems to be like one of the first real-time combat RPGs. So yeah. like I think this is the kind of root of games like Kingdom Hearts or even like any like hack any hack and slash RPG. Like, this is the game to kind of start that idea. Right. But I think like it's one of those things where I think I am struggling to go back to it with just how much stuff is coming out. I will try to put more time into it one day because I would love to talk about it. And that collection, I think it's like 30 bucks, and it comes with The Legend of or Final Fantasy Legend or something like that. It's a spin-off of Final Fantasy. They're um, all spin-offs of Final Fantasy, right? The whole franchise is they just kind of like yes, ditch the Final the eventually, Fantasy. Name for most of them. Yeah, they eventually became their own series. Yeah. Uh, so the collection that came out like a few months ago is is the Game Boy game, The Secret of Mana for SNES, and then, like, I think um, I think Trials of Mana that was previously only released in Japan. I have not played that yet. 
Um, this is a full-fledged remake, I think, of The Trials of Mana. Right. So it's like yeah. 3D, real-time. Um, it looks, looks really cool. pretty. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like open to checking this out. Um, I just hope that I don't need to have played the first two to like get into this one. Yeah. I This felt like one of the announcements where I'm like, I don't really care, but I'm sure there's like a giant fan base somewhere that is very excited. Like, How was the room uh, at, at this announcement like, when you were there in person? Steven, the, the only level of excitement in that room was... 10 out of 10 like it was <laughs> okay <laughs> it was screaming constantly <laughs> yeah because this is the, this is the probably the only announcement that i was like okay like i didn't feel much for this but i feel like other people do and that's yeah. dope so uh for all these announcements i bolded the ones that i was especially excited for and this is the first bolded announcement oh return of the obra din that's right return of the obra din is coming to the switch in the fall they did not specify a date this is a game that was like a really big deal, like later in the year in 2018. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it was like one of the big indie game hits of the year. Yep. Made by the same people who made Papers, Please, which is a phenomenal game. And similar idea of like a very simple mechanic that like brings up a lot of intrigue and moral questions and storytelling and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, I think we talked about it in January when I played it um, because it just like hit a lot of game of the year lists and I felt weird that I hadn't played it. Uh, so I checked it out because it's on Mac and it is great. It's a great game and I'm really excited that it's going to be on Switch. It's going to be awesome on Switch. Yeah. I can't recommend it enough. Um, go back and listen to that episode if you're curious about our thoughts about it uh, maybe when you play it we can talk about it again um, just keep in mind I said something in that episode that like would be considered a spoiler I think based on the marketing um, but I also think is important to note because it's a thing that when I learned about it was was why I pulled the trigger and bought the game so I'll just leave it at that so I won't say anymore cool yeah I'm excited to play it myself because I don't I don't really play a ton of my Mac with the glowing exception of a short hike but, you know, I try to, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't really been on Steam in a long time. And I just, I don't know, my setup isn't great for uh, PC and Mac games. Yeah. Um, but I digress. Next up, maybe arguably the boldest of the bold announcements, uh, Little Town Hero coming to Switch in October, October 16th to be exact. Yeah. Um, this is Game Freak's new IP literally ever since Pokemon, right? Like, nope, this is their they've had first- a couple. Oh really? Yeah, they had they had like a side-scrolling game where I think you played as an elephant uh, on on the 3DS. <laughs> I love that. I should check it out. It's maybe not an elephant. It's an it's an animal. I, I don't remember the name. I just remember that it like didn't get reviewed very well. But uh, it definitely was a thing that Game Freak made that wasn't Pokemon. But yeah, this this seems like a kind of bigger branch outwards. Um, it's I think it's like a small game and it's gonna be cheap. Like it's not gonna be full price when it launches. Um, so I'm I'm really interested to see what it is. It looks like it looks like a like a turn-based rpg kind of situation um with i guess like a mechanic that you can run around the environment and like recruit random people that live in the town to help you fight big monsters right like that's the vibe i've kind of made up an idea in my head of what this game is and i'm excited for that so maybe it's not that at all tell me me what your idea is i just feel like i don't know in my head in in my world of worlds Mm -hmm. game freak with some exceptions here and there, the elephant game you brought up, I feel like they've been doing 90% Pokemon for the last, like, over a decade, right? Yeah. And this game does feel like it is it is rooted in sort of the turn-based RPG roots that Pokemon are in. Mm-hmm. But it almost feels like a reaction to having to make Pokemon all this time. The, the, the idea alone that I'm hanging on to is the idea... 
that the one rule is that no one can leave the town. To make an RPG where you can't leave the hometown is fascinating to me. Uh I think that that has such narrative potential. Will it be explored? Probably not. But I think that, like, making a weird, like, opposite hero's journey where you just never leave Uh is so fascinating to me. And I think, I don't know, I'm just excited to see what it is. I'm also very excited because uh, Toby Fox creative undertale and delta rune is composing this game uh right like they said most of the music is going to be made by him if nothing else the soundtracks for both undertale and, and delta rune are incredible and like perfectly the vibe for a game like this mm-hmm. i'm surprised you're not more excited i thought you would be on my i level, was really but... excited until i saw it oh really interesting yeah the 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 sizzle that they had here was like not super my my speed um i hope that it comes out and is great and i hope i end up wanting to get it and get it but just from what i saw in this trailer i was like not super sold on it i just want to remind you i have made up what this game is in my head so that's <laughs> what i'm excited for i could be devastatingly wrong but we'll, we'll both hang on to our own interpretations can i tell you something steven the game that you yeah, want does exist already. You can go get it right now. It's on the 3DS, and it's called Fantasy Life, and it's by uh, Level 5, the people that made like Nino Kuni and, not Phoenix Wright, Professor Layton. You would love that game, and it is that. It is what? It you is the thing. It's the thing you want. Yeah, it's the <laughs> thing that you want. Little Town Hero. To be, be like, okay, I'll check it out. We'll see what happens. That comes yeah. out pretty soon. It comes out October 16th. So like yeah, I can't believe it's so soon. It, that was a game that like didn't, it, it had a working title when we first heard about it. I think last E3. And then I think we heard about it. It's called it, Home. Just Town. It was just Town. Town, Town, excuse me. And then, uh, and then I don't think we heard about it at all at this E3, if I'm not mistaken. And then at some point between then and now, we heard that the name had changed and now it's coming out which is wild. I just also think Toby Fox, I know he's probably not going to be involved in the writing at all, but like that dude must have been getting offers left and right for everything Mm -hmm. after Undertale. For the last five years, he must have people constantly asking him to do stuff. And he's a pretty reclusive guy, at least from what I can tell based on interviews and like following the success of his own games. Obviously, you're not going to say no to Nintendo knocking on your door to be like hey compose the music for a game but like yeah i don't know absolutely. i feel like him him saying i'm like okay i'll come out of the shadows to work on this especially when he seemingly is working on delta rune which mm-hmm. is a big undertaking i just wonder what that means so like i could very well be disappointed it could be another elephant side scroller game <laughs> but <laughs> uh we'll we'll wait and see i i will definitely keep an eye out uh, and if reviews are even halfway decent i'll probably pick it up um, yeah. So a uh, little town hero. Yeah. Uh, next I up. Do, I, uh, I want to mention before we move on. Sorry. Like the couple games that I've already said, like, I'm not I don't know if I'm super interested in these. Like, I still probably will end up getting them. Like, I imagine I will have curiosity get the better of me and I will end up getting little town hero just because I need to see what Game Freak is doing. Like, I will still probably get that game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just I want it to be like an existential reaction to having to do Pokemon for so long. That's I mean, know? that's a great like, idea, regardless of if that's yeah. the thing that it ends up being or not. I, I will keep yeah. that in my head also and just think about it all the time now yeah we we are our own little town heroes you know yeah Um, absolutely uh next up banjo kazooie is out he's in smash you can play as him now i have have you me too like a lot i played him a lot this weekend um he's really fun to play as i really like him 
he does not feel the more i played uh smash recently i like have doubled down on hero being broken that the character is like ridiculous and it's all like rng based too, yeah. which like i don't i don't like play smash competitively i don't truly care but like it is so it is such bullshit that like i do kind of get upset at that character i'm like this feels because they put so much work into making this game competitively viable that's a throw in hero is like throwing a wrench in the gears of like the plane they've invented yeah you know, like I right after he got introduced, uh, I, I watched. I think it was Evo. I think I think Evo twenty nineteen. Uh, somebody was playing Hero for one of the matches, like in top eight, uh, and it was wild to watch. And uh, I, I think I think in like four or five months, we'll see where that character stands in terms of like yeah. being competitively viable. Because I imagine it's probably going to be pretty strong. I imagine we'll see a lot of Hero. Um, Banjo, on the other hand, I don't feels know. like he needs a little love. Banjo, <laughs> that's why I like him a lot. Feels like I'm playing like Super Smash Brothers on the N64. Like it, yeah. feel, it feels so much like the first Super Smash Brothers. Uh, it's really strange. Some of Banjo's move set is like incredible. Like the the like pooping out a grenade behind you is like really fascinating and weird. Uh, the side B where you use one of the feathers to like dash, kind of like a Firefox move, is like amazing. Banjo has this really wonderful. Uh, neutral air where he just spins in a circle uh, when he's in the air it, it, like there's some really good stuff happening there I ju- it just feels clunky like it feels like an N64 game which like hats off to Sakurai and team because I think that's what they were going for they wanted it to feel like you were playing yeah. Banjo-Kazooie and it super does but like in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate I don't know if that works um, I mean um, I mean he's a He's a heavy-ish yeah. character, and I feel like heavier characters have been doing pretty well. But he's in that kind of mid-tier heavy of, like, you know, not a King K. rule, but he's, like, kind of, like, in Wario territory. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's also pretty slow. I like him. He has my favorite, uh, like, Dr. Mario has this move, too, where he just, like, punches it's down awesome. in the it's air. It's so good. It's like really yeah. good. Yeah. And running around with Kazooie, just shooting out eggs. Like They captured the vibe of the series really well. I love Benji Kazooie. I, it's it's a game that means a lot to me. The level and the music is all great. Yeah, um, I'm really happy he's in it. Uh, I, I do want to yeah. mention like my my take on Banjo Kazooie is like purely from a competitive standpoint. Like at the end of the day, Banjo Kazooie are really fun to play, and that's what matters most. Yeah, uh, like if you're just picking up this game and just playing it with your friends, like play as Banjo Kazooie because you're gonna have a really good time. My gut feeling when because I, I played two matches against like high level computers, my gut feeling was like, oh, Banjo Kazooie feels pretty weak. Like it feels like they might need to give this character a bit of a boost. Yeah. Playing him again, I felt way better about. I'm by no means like a professional analyst of this game, but like I mm-hmm. felt like okay, this is like a very solid character. This kind of on their own rhythm. Hero needs they just the random critical hits are like the silliest thing. It's mm-hmm. like why people didn't like brawl because you would randomly trip. It's the same thing. Uh, sign my petition. No, please. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, speaking of Smash Brothers, uh, they announced. A new character. Um, they sure did. Do you want to take a break and then come back to this? Or, uh, <laughs> sure, that, that works. Yeah, we've been recording long enough. That I think it's probably time for a break. Okay, uh, that sounds good. Let's take a break. Some suspense. Yeah, some suspense for cliffhanger. Yeah, but it's it's suspense for an announcement that already came out. It's like, what am I even trying to do? Here? I don't know, but see I like ya. it. Good. I like right, it too. See, ya. see you in a bit. Brandon, we're back, and there's a new Smash character. There sure is. Every, yeah. Everyone saw this one coming. 
<laughs> this was uh, another one so, that leaked a little bit. So, oh, was it? Yeah, I I protect you from the leaks sometimes. Wow, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I what we knew about this character was that they were gonna be from an SMK game, SNK. Like they, they, there was gonna be a character from any of the SNK games who was gonna show yeah, up. Yeah, that makes sense. And like, because there was a huge list of potential people, and this one makes sense. And is yeah, good. so. One of my favorite introduction videos so far, short of the Persona 5 one. Yeah, um, unbelievable. I think that this one had, because it was all done in the retro style of Fatal Fury. Character, by the way, is Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury. SNK, I believe Neo Geo was their own system for a while, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Because they, they did that Nintendo timeline and they showed like Neo Geo with like spooky music playing. I'm like, the competition is over, Nintendo, you won. Yeah. You don't have to like <laughs> get us to boo Neo Geo. Yeah. Um, Neo Geo came out with games like Metal slug the uh fatal fury games king of fighters i believe yeah i feel like a lot of those big fighting franchises eventually moved to like the dreamcast and gamecube mm-hmm. i own snk capcom versus snk wow for really GameCube. It fucking rules yeah. it's a great game it's awesome honestly early 2000s is like the golden era of fighting games like i love like the street fighter 3 third strike era like, yeah Somehow all those games, so Calibur 2. Those Tekken games that came out around then were great, yeah. Yeah, but like the the 2D fighters in particular had like one of my favorite art styles and like really good hip-hop soundtracks. Mm -hmm. Also the golden age of hip-hop, early 2000s. So like early 2000s are known for very little that's good. So we just have to highlight Uh the golden age of, (laughs) of fighting games as well as really good hip-hop music. Yeah. Anyway, so SNK, Fatal Fury, it's basically like this was the competition for Street Fighter, for those unfamiliar. Like, yeah. it is it is their Street Fighter. Almost more over the top, though. Uh, and what I love about the video is, like, the envelope is flying past all the characters, and they're all, like, trying to grab it but missing their chance. Yeah. I will say, of all the things that happened at the Nintendo World Store, like, this was the thing that people flipped out about the most. Yeah. Because ev- every single time you think that that character is gonna get the thing right uh and and the fact that like it just went through all of these people that had been rumored as the fighter was just amazing it was really good yeah so like you know it goes back and they all like handle rejection in their own way i think the bad guy i think it's a gise yeah uh, is like the is the m bison he like falls off a building which which is what happens in the game yeah that's how how he dies in the game um and then i think Um, i think he in one of the um it might be tekken he showed up in another game he showed up as a fighter in another game where it, it finishes with him falling off of the building and then landing in a different fighting game. Yeah. So so now the like joke canon online is uh, he's standing up on top of the building and goes and reaches for the smash envelope and misses and lands in Tekken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Or whatever he's it is. In I Tekken forget, I forget what game it is, but yeah, it's great. Um, that's so funny. And eventually the envelope falls on the floor and Terry Bogard picks it up. Yeah. And he is the fourth fighter. Pretty cool. I mean, I I, I didn't see any of the leaks. So at first I just saw the announcement. And I was like, who is Terry Bogard? Like, what? Is this like a sub I had in eighth grade? Like, mm-hmm. who is this? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bogard is here. Uh, <laughs> we watch a movie. Uh, he's the cool sub. But I think it's cool. I think the fact that they're bringing on SNK and bringing on a character from a series like this just shows like how much they are making this a love letter to video games and also to fighting games in particular. Yeah. You know, totally. the fact that Ultimate has kind of like literally overtaken Melee even at this point as like the competitive Smash game. Really cool. I think I think having a character like this seals the deal that they are like wanting to honor all fighting games. 
Yeah, Sakurai has talked about how King of Fighters was like a huge influence for the original Super Smash Brothers. Um, so like th- this is just kind of like Sakurai giving himself fan service in a way, which the dude deserves at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, the DLC characters are basically like, who does he want in the game? Because yeah. like, I think Joker is in it because he just likes Persona 5 He just 5 really likes Persona 5, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, he says in the, we'll, we'll talk about it, but like there's there was like a mini direct that was just Smash Brothers focused after the regular direct. And, and there's a moment where... When uh, when Sakurai says, because um, because the next thing they announce is that there's gonna be more fighters, right? They're, there's they're like doing a second fighters pass. Yeah, well, um, that was that was gonna. I'm surprised you said that such a low key way because like that's yeah. huge. Well, the, the fact that this is never gonna end. That's what I was about it, to say. There's he has yeah. this line in his own like little mini direct where he's like, I feel like the finish line is getting further and further away, and I was like, I feel so <laughs> bad for you, man. I'm so sorry. But you don't I think have to we, do this we, for us, dude. You you don't like. It, the thing is, they could have kept it at five DLC fighters, and the game's community would live on for years, yeah. if not for good. I mean, look at Melee. That was decades after yeah. that game came right. out. I think, though, I was happy to hear it solely because it means that they're not just going to make another Smash game. Like, There's really no need to make another Smash game after this. Like, I wouldn't want them to have to do all that work like in five years to play make another Smash Brothers. I mean, I'm sure the they will, that- but like this one is going to last a long time. Definitely. Not in five years not like they're not gonna the game's been out for less than a year first of all which is insane yeah isn't that why they're not gonna they're not gonna start from scratch in five years i feel like we're gonna get all the dlc characters in five years yeah maybe uh so i mean this is know, a good framework to just fit more characters into like this is this is the most like stable but i think smash has ever been we've talked about like you 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 talk about Destiny 2 all the time, Brendan. I'm sick of it. But you, when you talk about Destiny 2, you're like, there's no need for Destiny 3 because they keep updating this. And until they like can't anymore, mm-hmm. there's no need to buy a whole new game. Same with uh, Sims 4 Island Living. Uh, there's no need to make a new one because people are still playing that one. You know, so I think there's a way to to balance supporting a game without like having to make a new one because like there's an artificial timer up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm interested to see if the next collection of of DLC fighters is a is a second fighters pack that you can like buy the same way you could with the first one or if all the characters are going to be individual. Um, No, I think it will be another because they called this season one right off the get go. And I I assume that they're going to be I thought they were already committed to doing what they ended up announcing they're doing now based on them seeing like the season pass, you know, season pass implies there are going to be more seasons. I called it, Brendan. I knew this was going to happen. Sure. Um, I mean, uh, all this means (laughs) is that I now have six shots at Waluigi. Honestly, for real. Uh, and speaking of Waluigi, Sans is in the game. Uh, they they added a me fighter costume that just makes your me fighter look exactly like Sans from yep. Undertale, just with a gun arm. The closest with a gun arm, yeah, closest thing to. Uh, well, the gun arm is is from the game. Oh, uh, really? Good. Yeah, it's. I didn't it's get that far. From a part you did absolutely did not. So uh, I'm throwing a lot of shade on you today. I'm sorry. It's okay, uh, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's a reference to uh, a part of the game you may encounter depending on actions taken. But um, it's ridiculous that he's in the game. It was basically a meme. Like, you know, it's yeah. like they're adding memes to the game. Yeah, uh, Sans Waluigi is in the game. is not off the table. Ridley is in the game. Like, every yeah. every meme is is becoming reality in the game and also in real life. So it's great. <laughs> it's, re- it's great. Uh, wh- one of the great things about that whole announcement was that we found out that Toby Fox went and visited Sakurai and they played Super Smash Brothers together. Very specifically that Toby Fox beat Sakurai at Super Smash Brothers multiple times, which is wild to like get invited to Sakurai's house and then beat him at the game he made. 
terrifying. <laughs> yeah, apparently I, I, I caught an interview with Toby Fox and he had mentioned that he was actually like into the melee scene. That's awesome. Which is really fascinating. Yeah. I mean, you play you play Undertale and like the guy clearly loves video games. Like, Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's weird to say that for anyone who is making a game, but like there's such heavy influences from like classic rpgs and and all this stuff like you can tell like he really <laughs> cherishes the medium itself um, yeah. he's a, a, apparently a big fighting game fan so that's very cool that's beating awesome. sakurai i wouldn't feel good about it i don't think I'd i don't like, think i would else? either yeah you don't need any other stress you know like <laughs> you deserve a break yeah yeah uh so you got the sam costume adds, right i did it was 75 cents and i had exactly that in store credit and i bought it that's awesome. Um, Good for you. Yeah. So now I can play as Sans, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like hoping because like, again, they uh, you can get Undertale and Deltarune for free. Uh, Undertale I think is like 15 bucks on the Switch. So I was like, okay, it's not unthinkable they might add a character because that game is huge. Like that's a, yeah. another big thing. And like Joker's in it. It's not unthinkable they're going to add another big RPG character. Right. I wonder if they'll add someone else since Sans is a me fighter, but I also wouldn't be surprised if like that's like the one nod they're gonna give under. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. I don't think you're gonna get. I don't know who else would they add. I don't think you're gonna get Papyrus. I or mean, whoever. That's what I mean. Yeah, you're not gonna get uh, Undine. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you're gonna get uh, Heat's Flamesman, a character you talk to. Please. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that's everything Smash related. Uh, really exciting. Uh, the next big announcement. Oh, they added home run contest also. They added that back. Oh, did the they? Yes. Oh, cool. I love that. That's in the new update. There was, that was the one thing when the game came out that I was surprised they didn't have like the break the targets stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That was always really fun. Anyway, uh, next up, we got the Link's Awakening remake coming out on September 20th. This looks really wonderful uh and i'm sure it's going to be great i'm also kind of weirdly as big of a zelda fan as i am i'm weirdly on the fence about it too wow just because of how much is coming out and like i am not as into the older zeldas and i already have cadence of hyrule so i'm like wondering how much this is gonna bring me that being said a lot of my friends who are diehard zelda fans love Link's awakening yeah it's 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 like a fan favorite and i think that like the design alone is is selling me on it and like it's a zelda game it's not going to be bad it's going to be amazing but i just i just wonder with everything else coming out if i'm gonna like buy it day one kind of thing i absolutely am gonna buy it day one i'm so excited for this game i am extremely ready for it hell yeah yeah i i will be talking about it i loved Link's Awakening, and and this game just looks great. I almost don't even have anything to say about it beyond, like, it looks amazing and I want it. <laughs> oh, like, so you play the original on Game Boy then? Yeah, a little bit. Not not like a lot, cool. but I will finish it this time. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and this is also one that I think kind of needs a remake because Link's Awakening was on the original Game Boy. Mm-hmm. It may have even come out before Link to the Past. Wait, let me look that up, actually. I want to know. One moment, please. Okay, no. So Link's Awakening came out two years after Link to the Past. That makes sense because Link to the Past kind of set the foundation for the series. You know, that's the game that introduced dungeons and items and like all that. Uh, well, not dungeons and items, but the the way it's presented we know now where like, you know, you have a themed dungeon that has an item you need to get out. Like all that was Link to the Past as, lo- as well as like a compelling narrative. Um, mm-hmm. Zelda 1 was very much like a dungeon crawler with like just a very simple setup. Uh, and Adventures of Link was like the weird side-scrolling one that no one really talks about. Yeah. So Link's Awakening was kind of it was it was the follow-up to Link to the Past, 
I remember hearing an interview with people that made it that said that they wanted to basically make a parody of Zelda. So like it's yep. notably lighter in tone. Um, like it's extremely Kirby's weird. in it. Yeah, Kirby's yeah. in it. Uh, pretty much Mario is in it in like the opening. Yeah. Uh, there are chain shops. There are Goombas. Like it's a weird game. Uh, and that's yeah. why I'm really excited about it. But yeah, I think it will be. That's a good one to remake because I think that's that's a it's a nice counter to have to what will be Breath of the Wild too. You know, it's like yeah. to have this sort of retro cutesy art style versus like going into hell. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so that is Link's Awakening. Uh, next up, another one I'm sure you're excited for is Dragon Quest XI S Definitive Edition coming out the 27th. So not too far in the future. Yeah. I'm I'm so ready. I played about two hours of the demo and I was like, I need to stop playing this because I need I have to wait for the full game to come out. And uh, I will do that. I will buy that game. The day it comes out, I will play it a lot. I will like it more than you did. Uh, and I will talk about how great it is once it's out. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of bitter about this whole game because <laughs> I bought I I impulse bought it on PS4. Uh, it was the first. It's weird. It is so bizarre that you are a bigger Dragon Quest fan than I am. I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, it, it is like the classic JRPG. Uh, it's it's so influential. That being said, it's a series that hasn't really changed at all for decades. Right. And that's what people either love or hate about it. I really liked Eleven. I, I played it on the PS4. It's worth noting that on the PS4, the entire soundtrack is like MIDI synth, and it really clashes with the visuals for me. Yeah. Uh, and it sometimes is just straight up bad. Like during boss fights, it is like unlistenable. I've started listening to my own soundtrack. Mm. It's rough. Um, but I've really enjoyed the game. I I kind of bounced from it. I I put a good amount of time into it. I probably put in like you know twenty to thirty hours. Like I didn't just like try it. Yeah. Um, totally. Wow. But yeah. it's. It's a really good game if you like that kind of classic style. I just found that like I didn't really care enough to continue about the story or anything. Mm. And I didn't really find the characters especially likable. But it gets better and better the more you play it. And if you already like it, you will love it. Yeah, um, I fell in love pretty much immediately. Like I started the game and did like that first, first, first opening bit where you have to climb a mountain and like they teach you how to fight things. And I was like, yeah, I'm fully in. I'm fully in on this. Uh, it's Wow, great. okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that what I love about the definitive version is that it comes with the ability to play it in the retro style or in 3D mm-hmm. and fully orchestrated soundtrack. I bring up the soundtrack because that is such an important piece in a game like this because this game is going for like such a classic fabled hero's journey like nothing is challenging nothing is trying anything new right it's supposed to kind of sweep you off your feet and it's whimsy and like to hear a haunted synth piano play like awful melodies i'm like this sucks i (laughs) hate this right the soundtrack's amazing in definitive edition um i mean download the demo see what you think about it yeah maybe i can i mean just for the record i do like this game i just like it didn't it didn't pull me in the same way like i don't know three houses did I also think I'm more interested in... I've played enough classic RPGs where I'm like, I'm more interested in where the genre is going rather than like staying in the same square foot of like, you know fighting slime in a basement right and think think about what this experience is like for me as somebody who doesn't play a lot of jrpgs this is almost the equivalent of like the final fantasy 7 remake in a weird way uh, yeah where it's oh, like i'm sure. getting everything that people liked about the mechanics of those old school rpgs but in a package that is made for 2019 yeah which rules it's great i should i should play the demo and if it's like no i just I, uh I, oh, well, it's a dilemma i gotta work out on my own yeah i'm just bitter the I'm demo really bitter. uh any progress you make in the demo carries over to the full game, which is also worth noting. 
I just why did I why did I impulse buy the PS4 version? I don't know. You did it like when they announced that it was coming out for Switch too. You were like, oh, let me just get it now. You know, some of us have to trip before we can fly. That's true. Uh, anyway, that's what they say. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag FE Encore. Yeah. Um, it's a got Fire Emblem SMT crossover game. That's like in a concert. What? It's like in a concert though. Like everyone's singing. Oh, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Did you see this? Yeah. <laughs> They're all singing. It's uh this game is apparently awesome. Uh and oh, it, sure. and it was oh, like sure. one of the Wii U exclusives that everybody just kind of unanimously was like, this is the best. So I'm excited to see more of it because I didn't really know what it was uh ahead of time. I just heard how great it was and never bought it because I wasn't a huge Fire Emblem fan, so I never bought it uh until, you know, now I'm thinking about it post three houses. But how much Fire Emblem is in it? Because all they said is that Krom from the future shows up and like it's a Krom with like a different design. This game is like what I worry I sound like when I ramble on about stuff I love for too long. <laughs> like, do I, am I giving off Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag FE Encore vibes right now? Looks a lot of fun. I will probably skip it. Uh, I don't fully understand what it is, but if people like it, that rules. I love that. I think you're going to end up getting this game. Okay. Well, I, I'm yeah. going to call it now. It's what, what is it? It's September something, 2019. Uh, and I, I am predicting that you will end up purchasing this video game. I need more information because I was, I was honestly a bit overwhelmed. I'm, I have great news old, for you. Brenda. The game is out. What's up? As much information as you could possibly get, you can already find online. All right. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was like uh, one well, of the games that people were like, if you're going to port everything from the Wii U over make sure the Tokyo Mirage session really yeah so wow okay there's like not much left from the Wii U era to port over now that people like actively want it's like Super Mario 3D World and and the uh the Zelda remasters pretty much yeah oh my if they ported the Wind Waker HD remake I would I would cry my favorite Zelda um cool uh the next up we got uh I am willing to engage you on your bet I'll check out Mirage Sessions at some point this year and I'll let you know how I like it okay um Good. Oh, uh, price permitting and like life permitting. Um, but you have challenged me. I'm not one to, to back down from a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic fire sign. I know. Uh, Deadly Premonition two and the original one. Cannot believe that this is happening. <laughs> yeah. I can't. This is this is absolutely wild. So I was watching. I was like, this is Deadly Premonition. This is de- definitely Deadly Premonition. And and then as soon as the two showed up on the screen, I just I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. I could I can't believe that this is a real thing. And then like as it was happening, I was like, man, I would love to because I've never played these games. I've just only heard about how great they are. Or I guess it is the first one. And and I was like, man, I really wish it was the first one so I could finally play the first one. I wish they were just porting the first one to switch. Like not that I wasn't excited about the prospect of a sequel because I knew that like it would probably be pretty good. But then immediately after they announced two, they announced that number one. Deadly Premonition 1, I think it's called Origins on, on the Switch. They remade, yeah. like remastered it, and it's out on Switch, and it's out on Switch now. So you, you can go get it right now. Uh, and guess what, dear listener, and Steven, who is also a dear listener right now, I'm going to get that game, and I'm going to play it, and it's going to be fucking great. I'm excited for you, actually. I feel like whenever I say I'm excited for you, I sound like I'm insincere because my voice is so low. Everything I say is like, <laughs> bro, I'm excited for you. I can't wait for you to play Deadly Premonition Origins. It's going to be you, a great You time. sound like you're in Deadly Premonition Origins. <laughs> I sound like a. I can't tell you everything that I know, but I can't tell you some secrets. Please destroy this <laughs> Oh my god, this is very deep throat. You're right. <laughs> All I can tell you is to follow the money. 
FE Origins, hashtag on court. Oh, wait, what is it called? <laughs> Tokyo Vara Sessions, hashtag FE on court. It's a fun game if you give it a chance, you close-minded idiot. Wow, my id <laughs> just left me a voicemail. Uh, let's keep moving on. Uh, um, wait, Deadly Premonition. Oh, so I'm going to get that game. I'm excited about it. I'm happy for everybody who played the first one and loved it and is getting a sequel. It's going to be very fun. Uh, look for our Twitch streams of the first one around October, where I'll probably play Yeah, low-key announcement. Uh, October is our official spooky season. We started it last year. Uh, wow, we've been doing this podcast for a while. Um, October, we just kind of talked about Halloween-adjacent games. Um, we're going to do the same for this year. I think we might try to like double down on it i feel like it was a bit of a i think it was something that i decided we were doing but didn't talk to you about yeah just every week <laughs> so you showed like, up with like a, with like a scary game and i was like oh okay cool that's great let's yeah. talk about it um and, I think and you're I'm, like cool so destiny 2 yeah yeah pretty much pretty much <laughs> I was like, you be Nikki, you read a haunted diary. Like, great, great. So Destiny 2 has a new update. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I always love Destiny 2 updates. Um, <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. This I'm a little feisty this episode. Yeah, so we're going to play Halloween adjacent games. We're going to stream some Halloween adjacent games. Yeah. And I open. I'm excited to cry on camera. Follow the money. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> It really is. I, my voice can get really low and very high. Um, Doom 64 re-release. This is fine. Yeah. I, I, you know, they really hyped it up with the uh, who the head of uh, Bethesda was there, right? Or not not Todd Howard, but um, uh, it's software, the head of the head id, of id software. software. Yeah. I don't and know what like, I was expecting it to be, but I wasn't expecting it to be Doom 64. Not that I'm like against it. Like they should put all the Doom games on there, obviously. But um, it just seemed like it was going to be a bigger thing than Doom 64, you know? Yeah. Doom 64 is like kind of like, like I, I'm not a big Doom fan, so I don't know if that was like secretly a great one. But I don't remember that being like a landmark in the series, really. Um, I, I think people liked it when it came out. Like, I think it was like a I think it was good. Yeah. But I don't I don't really know. I haven't heard a lot about yeah. it, you know, and I was like playing video games around that time. I feel like I would have had friends who had <laughs> Doom 64, you know, and I, I don't think I did. My main experience with Doom was like in high school, uh, someone figured out how to get to some like server on our school's computers and everyone played Doom in science class. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. We went to the same high school. We sure did, Steven. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was great. Amazing. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. That's fun. Honestly, like it, that announcement just reminded me that I still haven't played the most recent Doom game. Um, which I hear is the, like, the like reboot of that franchise, which apparently is incredible. Um, and I have it. Yeah. I have the game. Like I just haven't spent the time on playing it yet. So I gotta do that. The next update I'm curious to think about, cause it's the only update or only announcement that I have here where I literally wrote whatever in quotes after. Oh, wow. What is it? <laughs> uh, lock and load, prepare to go rogue in Rogue Company, a new IP. Oh, yeah. It's just like a regular, it's just like a random new thing. where like, like we didn't a, get too much information about it, right? It was just like. Yeah. yeah. You play as like a mercenary, you get to customize. I do like the idea of customization in any game. That's like enough to almost sell me on any game. If wow, it's that's enough. it? That's all it takes? I'm easy. Brendan. Steven, let me tell you uh, about these incredible new Cutco knives. You can customize the hilt. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not a pyramid scheme, but if you get eight people to sign up, you can split the profits and share it directly. Knock, knock, who's there? Hello, I'm here to sell you on the newest innovation of knives. Aren't you tired of making guacamole and cutting your fingers by accident? Well, I've got a new story for you. You don't even need a knife to make guacamole because it's ripe. Avocado should be pretty easy to open with just your hands. We're back. Um, I want to name that character. Okay. I think uh, I think it's Deep Gamer. 
No, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll never do it again, I promise. Forgive me. Deep Gamer. Please don't make that a thing. <laughs> I'm begging you. I already took a screenshot air. of you. This is this is going to be <laughs> the cover art. I'm going to turn you into like... I just went for a jog. I look gross, and now I'm being named Deep Gamer. Yeah. This is the worst day of my life. All right, let's keep going on. <laughs> So next up, Brendan, is all the updates for Sword and Shield, which could might as well have been their own episode. So let's take a break, uh-huh. and we'll go through all of it. I'm so, right. so excited, Stephen. <laughs> I, I, I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, okay. <laughs> I've been smiling this whole episode and leaving myself weird, cryptic uh, mes- messages from our weird Deep Throat-esque friend. Uh-huh. You uh, can say it's a Steve Gamer. <clears throat> I will never say that. If I say that, the show ends. That's kind of the weird, like, <laughs> devil's riddle that we've encountered unca- here. Mm-hmm. Encountered. Goodbye. See you in hell. Goodbye. We're back. I literally meant to say see you in a bit, and I said see you in hell. <laughs> You've said that to me um, a lot on this show. <laughs> well, you get what you pay for. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Sword and Shield updates. First notes I have here. It opens to a shot of glor- glamorous Corviknight and Big Eevee. Mm-hmm. Uh, my two picks for Smash. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just love. I, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, this is giant Eevee, whatever. Keenan Thompson. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Bobby Moynihan. Big Bill Hader. Um, <laughs> Metal Kristen Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Pink Gold Pete Davidson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, that's the most cursed thing I've ever said. Oh my god. Uh, let's get going. Um speaking of pink gold Pete Davidson, you're writing this down furiously as if you just like found God's <laughs> real name in numbers. Yep. Uh you can customize your look. This speaking of like customizing being a selling point, this rules in so many ways. Yeah. I think the fact I mean they, they introduced this in X and Y. Um, kind of. You I think like actually four or five things to choose from, like total in that game. You were you were stuck to like Parisian fashion, or at least what the game thought Parisian fashion was yeah. in 2013, right? And you know, so you could customize it a bit. <laughs> it was um, just like Kids Gap, like turned into yeah. a video game. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Old Navy with like a beret. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and yeah, so that was that was. The first time it existed, though, I think Sun and Moon let you customize your clothes as well, memory serves. Yeah, all the games since then have had some kind of clothing customization options. They've never been, like, super good, um, but they were there. Uh, and, and character customization was, like, barely existent, really. Yeah. Like, I actually think the nothing. first game to really to really do it was uh, Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah. Oddly enough. Definitely. Um, Still limited options, but like as far as how your character looked and like what they could wear and what Pikachu or Eevee could wear, there was a lot more going on. Yeah, totally. Which was cool. And it honestly is like, you know, uh, those games are so much about like who was on your team and like, you know, like there's so many choices along the way that it's important to make the player look like however you want them to look like. Yeah. And there are so many options in this game. Yeah. So uh, many. it's great. You it, can like change. down to eyebrows, which is great. Yeah. You can change also all your clothes. It's not just top and bottom. You can change like your socks, your shoes, your jacket, mm-hmm. hairstyle. You can put on a little makeup. Mm-hmm. They just said like, or just a little makeup. Like, Oh, how, how secretive. Yeah. Um, it's great. 
Uh, and then so you'll be able to really buy new dope. stuff at, at stores and whatever. So you can continually change your look over time. I love it. It's going to be great. The fact, too, that there's going to be, like, seemingly there's a bit more of a multiplayer emphasis here. Outside of just battles and training, which we'll get into, it's cool that you're going to look kind of like Animal Crossing, which we will also get into. It's yeah. cool that, like, there's so much customization with that. So I Yeah, that. I can't wait to wear flannels and sweaters in the Pokemon world. It's going to be great. Yeah. Finally, uh, I'll feel like I'm in the world of Pokemon. <laughs> Plaid <laughs> Brendan versus Pink... <laughs> <laughs> baby steven no i hate this um pokemon camp brendan that's right there's a new thing in the wild area which seems to be like that's the online zone right that's where like the raids are and like you can meet other people mm-hmm. um and like where pokemon are just like walking around doing stuff yeah pokemon camp you can set up a camp in the wild and it kind of creates like a little base like your pokemon are just running around which i really love yeah they've introduced this idea in um X and Y with Pokemon and me, where like you could spend one on one time with your Pokemon and like pet them and feed them and play bizarre mini games with them. Uh-huh. But it always felt very detached from the actual game, right? Yeah, it always yeah. felt like you were doing it. And and there wasn't really ever a reason to like it was, It increased there, their uh their critical hit rate and increased um I think their XP gain. So like if you want to like power level a Pokemon, that was how you did it. I think it also made them have like weird passabilities that they might survive one a one hit KO yes. or something like that. Yep. So there were like uh, in-game reasons to do it, which I loved. Like there were like kind of min maxi, like hardcore Pokemon player reasons to do it. But also for like random people who are just picking up this game and playing it and like investing a lot of time in their Pokemon, they have like tangible rewards that they might not even know about that they get out of it. And like that just kind of yeah links you to those Pokemon in an even stronger way on like an emotional level, which I really, really love that it that it serves both audiences of the game simultaneously. Yeah. I thought that was like a really, really smart thing and I'm glad that they've kept that uh all the yeah. way until now. They they doubled down on it in Sun and Moon with like after a battle your Pokemon would be like wet or like damaged. Mm-hmm. I remember like taking care of my poodle yeah Kruger with like the brushing its like ears yeah. and like I was like I love this weird poodle <laughs> and uh let's go Pikachu let's go Eevee had like that the whole game was kind of based around that idea so yeah. um this again fully realized the idea of like what the games before were trying out and I think that more than anything more than anything else mechanically or or audience wise it makes pokemon feel real it makes the world feel lived in it immerses you in the fact that like you're actually like this is your team they're around you they're not just in your pocket they're not just excel spreadsheets of numbers mm-hmm. with a face you know <laughs> i think that's so important i mean that's why i love yeah. pokemon snap as a kid cuz i'm like this feels like a real world it's not just like me walking around and like talking to people about their weird secrets and then battling their one yeah. pidgey you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hello, I dream of my dad. It's okay, cool. I didn't fight your Pidgey. <laughs> I uh I I don't want to get too into the dumb backlash about this game that is like continuing uh to to grow online but this was one of the rumors that I had seen floating around um a couple months ago like that this was going to be a feature in the game um and people who are angry about like the the animations and the fact that there aren't going to be a whole lot of pokemon in the game and like or not every pokemon is going to be in the game um, and Game Freak's reasoning behind that was like, we like literally physically cannot do what we plan on doing with the Pokemon that are in the game with every Pokemon in there, like to to allow for extra ways of like hanging out with and, and experiencing the world of Pokemon that we're planning for this game. We like cannot include 1000 Pokemon in there. And I trusted that when they announced it. And I still trust it now, especially when I had heard that this was going to be a feature. And now that I've seen it in action, it's like, yeah, man, if you're going to build animations for 
for, you know, like custom animations for all the things that can happen in this camp, then like, of, of course you can't have all 1000 Pokemon in there. Like it, it makes, it makes sense. You know, I would rather have this in there and like have a good fun time with it than not have it and have every Pokemon personally. Um, and like, maybe that is just, maybe that's just me, but I, I don't think yeah, it you- is. If you if you're mad that like Love Disc isn't in it, like whatever, <laughs> you know, like it's like oh I can't play with the weird Al and Love Disc. I mean <laughs> I I understand the base the basis level of like oh like because it has been in every other game since this that like you could uh, theoretically have all of them, but again they weren't doing the same things they're doing in this game. So like I would wager that like once it comes out. Hopefully, people who are mad now will see that, and it won't be like as divisive as of a, of a thing. It's silly to get mad at Pokemon. <laughs> it's so wild to me. It's so I, wild I hate to, to me, tell yeah. someone how to feel, but it's like to the point where you're like emailing or tweeting at them about like not having Love Disc in the game. Like, get over it. Like, yeah. for real. Like they they uh they also announced like the ability to cook with your Pokemon. Like, you can make a whole bunch of different curries and stuff. Uh, they said what was yeah, it? That was over, my next. Was it over a hundred or over a thousand? What did they say? Brandon, I I got this written. Down. Down. I have all what this is right it? here. What's the number? Um, I don't have the number, but I I was gonna get to the curry decks next. Yeah, which is what they call it. Right. Well, <laughs> just one of the arguments I saw online was like, we got a thousand curries, but we can't get a thousand Pokemon. What the fuck? It's like those things aren't one to one. Like you think that you think that they invested time in the curry thing at the expense yeah. of including Pokemon? Like it wasn't one or the other. They weren't like let's flip a fucking yeah. coin and decide if we're gonna put curry or Pokemon in this game. Yeah, they're not they're not animating the curry to walk around and like. Like, yeah, you know, live in the wild. I, th- I think um, a big part of it is just like I don't want to use the word ignorance, but I'm going to say ignorance about how game development works. Honestly, like it's oh sure, it's just so hard to do the thing that everybody set- thinks is going to be easy. Like oh, it's just so easy to include all. You can just rip the you can rip the the sprites and the uh, models from all these other games that you have. It's like that's not really how it works. And also, if they did that literally, people would flip out. Also, <laughs> you know, I I feel like what I feel like there's there's a lot of rooms for conversations to happen here because I think that the trend for a while was to release games that were unfinished. Right, mm-hmm. that happened in a big way for a variety of reasons for a long time. Um, and, and the higher ups kind of banked on that. Like, we'll release this now and then we'll patch it over time. And, and there are some actually good stories of redemption there with games like finding a place later on. Destiny. But it was almost always. Yeah. Happened two times with the same franchise. We've learned that that's often at the expense of the developers, right? No one wants to, no one who's working on the game wants to release an unfinished game. They all have drive to want to do something cool and unique. And I think that there are a lot of conversations to be have about like what practically goes into making the thing that people want to make and that they want to experience while also being realistic about what to expect. Yeah. Um, I think we're getting there. I think honestly, a lot of recent uh, discussion, you know, post Bioware have kind of opened the doors for those types of discussions now that we like on a more massive level know what horrors could occur behind the scenes just to Mm -hmm. make a game come out. And I think that uh, something I saw there, there's an interview with Matt Thorson uh, who uh, created Celeste really great interview. I think it was on IGN actually, but um, basically they're talking about uh, they're releasing the final chapter of Celeste yeah. for free. Right. Uh, they just changed the name like, of the company. It's a huge. It's like a whole. Yeah. It's a hu- thing. Yeah. It's a huge update. And, and they, and Matt basically said like, they said, uh, 
it is ridiculous for us to release this for free. We can because we're in a privileged position based on the success of Celeste. Yeah. But like, we don't want people to expect this type of update for free. That's not fair to anyone in a different scenario. Totally. And I think that it was really cool for them to point that out. So I think bouncing back to like getting mad at Pokemon, it's like if you if you look at what they're trying to do. I mean, we'll see when the game comes out. To be completely objective, like we'll see how it feels. You know, we'll see what works. But like. It looks like they're going above and beyond even, I think, what I expected for them to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, to limit it. And I, I would still wager there's going to be, like, hundreds in the game. <laughs> you know? like Even if there's, like, like, 150 and only, like, 40 of them are new, I'm still going to probably have a good time with it. Just yeah. based on the stuff I've seen so far, I'm already so stoked about it. So I think it, there's a bigger conversation of, like, expectation versus, like, what goes into this and, like, what's fair to expect. Right. Um, I, I think it's... I think it's unfair to expect them to have a thousand pokemon animated in this way yeah uh that you're probably going to see a third of anyway like who out there who's mad is going to want to spend time at camp with tangela and like baby tangela (laughs) and like i mean i would love tangela to hang out at my camp to be completely honest but i don't know i don't know it's also not out yet you know yeah so it's it's i just i i'm with you where it's like i think it's kind of bizarre to get mad at game freak for this yeah i agree so yeah, the camp stuff is dope. Uh, you can have other people hang out with you. That's what I'm really excited about. And that's where I think the character customization is going to really shine. Where like you and I and our friends can just hang out at camp and like see each other's Pokemon running yeah, around. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of secret and, bases from uh, Ruby and Sapphire in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And that that could be like, that's the multiplayer element that I think I have secretly been waiting for in games like this. Where like, I don't always want to battle. I'm not probably a big trader like the fact that like there's now this where it's like just hang out yeah is amazing and like i think that that will be a really fun thing to do with with friends i can't believe this game is coming out this year i i that just hit me again i'm so excited to spend like the end of the year playing this game oh yeah the cooking at camp Cooking at Camp reminded me of FF15, which I haven't played, but I've seen mm-hmm. my friends play it. Yeah. When, uh, they, who's the guy who cooks with the glasses? Uh, I don't remember any of their names except for Noctis, but they're all great. <laughs> uh, Donatello uh, is thinking about what to cook, and then he goes like, he like snaps yes. and like makes something for everyone. I've got uh, it. I love that. <laughs> I know just yeah. the thing, and then um, he whips it up. Really great. Uh, so that's the curry decks that's camping. There's some new Pokemon coming out. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. First, First and foremost, Pulte Geist. Yeah. That's right. It's a ghost in a teacup. Like, we we don't even have to do anything for this one. Yeah. This is... <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I will um, say, when they announced Pulte Geist, I started writing a tweet with this exact wording. I can't believe Nintendo just announced my new favorite Pokemon in this Direct. I was writing that about Pulte Geist uh, as it was happening, and then immediately had to delete that tweet because of what came next <laughs> yeah so um i will say before we get to the next one sure. uh the quote the the quote that accompanied poltergeist that is probably like pokemon twitter adjacent in terms of like confusing lore mm-hmm. is this its body is made of tea complete with its own aroma and flavor it may even allow a trusting trainer to taste its tea so it's a ghost in a teacup that's body is made of tea and if it trusts you it lets you drink it what what does that mean supernaturally? Is this sort of like drinking a ghost? Like, are you then 
are you then the new host for Pulse Guys? Like, is your body now the teacup yeah. kind of thing? It turns out that Pokemon Sword and Shield is a prequel to Luigi's Mansion 3. This is how <laughs> Luigi becomes Luigi. <laughs> yeah, he drinks Pulse Guys. Uh-huh. I just I had to put that out there because I'm like, what? Like, the story's untold in, in these descriptions. Yeah. Uh, so we'll leave it, Pulse Guys, at that. Unbelievable. Uh, goth adjacent enough for my slowly but surely building goth. I was going to ask. That was my next um, question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my goth team, actually, I think, I, I think my trainer is going to be named goth Steven and I'm just going to awesome. go as goth as possible. Yeah, Just do it. Yeah. Cramorant. It's a bird that spits out a fish. <laughs> <laughs> so like on, on the, on the, this is like the closest you get to Farfetch'd evolving. I think. Yeah. This oh, is absolutely. like what you, this is you know, so like, extremely my shit. I, I love this Pokemon so much. It's, it's the bird from up. I was just about to say, it's Kevin, Kevin from up. Just yeah. turned into a Pokemon. It's Kevin from up that, that, uh, it's water and flying. Look out for thunder attacks. Um, <laughs> and when it uses water moves, it like catches a bird in its mouth and it can a fish. use a move yeah. called gulp missile. Oh, yeah, that would be actually disturbing. It catches a smaller version of itself in its mouth and screams why. <laughs> um, <laughs> catches, <laughs> catches a fish and it, sp- <laughs> it spits the fish. You know what really helps fighting against a Gigantamax Corviknight? Uh, spitting a fish at it. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that in this game. You can spit a fish at God in this game. Yeah, unbelievable. Do you uh, think Cramorant. that? Do you think that that fish is also a new Pokemon? I wonder because like that they, they kind of they did that a little bit with Slowbro, where like Slowbro yeah. was a cloister that bit Slowpoke's tail. So who knows if it is, it's like straight up a fish and that might be my favorite Pokemon. (laughs) It's just like literally a fish. Yeah. So that's that. This comes out November 15th. So like it, we've got a couple months, but like it, it's coming out soon. We, we probably know the bulk of what we will know about it before we have it kind of thing. Um, yeah it seems that way it seems like we're learning more and more and more as time goes on. We still don't know the evolutions for the starters though. And that's, I I was convinced we were going to get that this week, and we did not. I'm convinced that Grookey. I, I've said this before, I think, on Twitter and in our in our Discord. But I'm convinced Grookey is either going to be like unbelievably cool or just like a tragic disaster. <laughs> like it's going to be yeah. his evolution. Their evolutions are going to be one or the other. I, I can just feel it. Yeah, but I'm committed either way. Yeah, my my cult adjacent following of Grookey, I think, like is really teetering on the edge here. Yeah, I really need Game Freak to bring it home for me. Yeah, cool. So that's all that. Uh, this is a really exciting announcement. We've talked about Nintendo Online. We've been kind of critical of Nintendo Online. Yeah, you and I are not quick to like. We we genuinely the whole show is about what we love, and we genuinely like want that to be the case. I think that doesn't have to come in the way of being critical. It's like obviously we love Nintendo, but. I think there was enough to be critical of when Nintendo Online came out. Uh, you're not really paying for any kind of servers. The Wi-Fi card in the Switch is still pretty bad. I would actually recommend getting the Ethernet extension. That has helped me out considerably. Yeah, and it's it's twenty bucks for the year, which like is is really a good deal if there was anything you were getting for it. Right. They tried to add. Originally, it was like you got some NES games, but it was like. Legend of Zelda and like that was it. Like the other games were like Balloon Fighter and stuff. Like some classics, but like by today's standards, not enough to warrant nothing to $20. really write home about. I mean, they were adding some interesting stuff. Like they were adding online multiplayer to some of them. Like they were doing some cool stuff with them, but it wasn't enough to like make it worth it by itself. You know, it was just like an unfortunate twenty dollars that you have to spend to like have a laggy time playing Super Smash Brothers or Splatoon. Yeah, I had to pay twenty dollars to get kicked out of a Splatoon match. Right. Um, 
So kind of a bummer, uh, kind of the big, like the, the elephant in the room in the Switch's success. Now, I'm not saying they've made it worth it, but holy shit, I am. is this great you are i am yeah yeah this is this is absolutely worth 20 this is a year. great deal if i i wrote so so now they've added a, a super nintendo library and like it is it is an incredible library for, for just for context too like the the wii kind of sustained its life as a system by having the retro store like people would buy older games yeah. probably for like 20 each like these games don't drop in price right. and that's something worth pointing out here like all the games i'm about to list are like first party beloved classic ass best games ever made super nintendo games yes yeah, totally. um super mario kart kirby's dream course uh i love kirby's dream course it's like billiards with kirby yeah, it's so amazing good. yoshi's island one of my favorite games ever f-zero link to the past super mario world and Star Fox. yeah i was i was so over the moon then they're like and stunt race fx i'm like oh what yeah well <laughs> um it's but that, it's like what 20 games total i mean there's like yeah. kirby's dreamland 3 is in there um, I have yeah, I have all of them here. Yeah, um, it was just, it was just funny because they're like and a new game that you may have not remembered. Stunt race. FMX. Oh yeah, I'm like oh you're right. Um, yeah, the other games I'll just go through real sure. quick. Brawl Brothers, Breath of Fire, uh, Demon's Crest. <laughs> old friend. Yeah, our friend our friend Patrick, who is like the official spokesperson for Breath of Fire. Yeah, I was happy for him. Yeah, I was happy for him too. I may finally play it all these years and talk to him <gasps> about it. Yeah, that's Let's like do that. If I if I played Breath of Fire and reach out to Patrick, that's like the version of like when you played FF7 and talked to me. Mm-hmm. Like that's anyway. Breath of Fire, Demon's Crest, Joe and Mac 2, Dr. Mario, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Pilot Wings, Earth Defense Force, Super Ghosts and Goblins, Super Metroid, Super Soccer, Super Tennis, Super Puyo Puyo 2, and Rewind Functions. So like you can rewind the game while playing. Yeah, and, and most of the multiplayer ones have online multiplayer also. Local yeah. and online multiplayer, which is wild. I would say the first cluster of games, uh, Super Mario Kart, Kirby's Dream Course, Yoshi's Island, F-Zero, Into the Past, Super Mario World, and Star Fox, as well as Pilot Wings, Kirby's Dream Land 3, and Super Metroid. Those are all like must-play classics. Yeah, those are like yeah, the best you- games on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, short of like Chrono Trigger and FF3 yeah. and like uh, Earthbound, that's like what you would get. Oh, and maybe Donkey Kong Country too. Yeah. But like short of like three games, that's like the experience to have on this platform. Yeah, the only it's two that are really missing for me are Earthbound and uh, Super Mario All- Super Mario All-Stars. Oh, yeah. I mean, but Super Mario All-Stars is like its own virtual arcade of like every Mario yeah, game. Yeah, but it also basically. comes with Lost Levels, which I just love. I adore that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, on top of all that, they are also making a Super Nintendo controller for the Switch. Right. Really cute. Same situation uh, as the uh, original NES ones where you have to be a Nintendo Online subscriber to get them, which is Which bizarre. is so funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. How do they make you prove it? Um, anyway, so that's all that. <laughs> I, I'm going to join you. I think, I think that this is enough. <laughs> <laughs> I made you I made you laugh. Yeah, sorry. Um, How do they make you prove it is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I swear I'm gonna attend the online. Oh god crud. I can't prove it, can I? I really want to play stunt race if that was the worst voice I've done. I agree. I think the Super Nintendo library does make Nintendo Online worth it. I do wish they like improved the connection or like had their own servers, but I also don't know. That's fair to expect based on what they have going on. Yeah. So I think it is fair to expect considering like Xbox figured it out in 2005 with the the original Xbox. You know, I feel like I just don't want to catch up, but 
I do I wanna, feel better about paying for it now that all this stuff is included. Yes, for me subjectively, I think someone out there who like may just not have an interest for these games, which like I think if you're into video games, you will have an interest in at least one of these. You should. These are like this is like the 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 reason Nintendo is like around or like for half of these games. Yeah, and some of these games um, will feel old when you play them, but like Super Mario World still extremely holds up. That game is yeah. so fun. Like if you're playing Mario Maker right now or like even have a passing interest in any Mario game that is side scroller, like just go back and play Super Mario World. It is perfect. Uh, same with Yoshi's Island, I would argue. Yeah, Probably absolutely. Yoshi's, Yoshi's Island feels even more modern with the, with the art art style. Um, yeah, it does. Into the past. Can't go wrong. Super Metroid, the defin- that Super Metroid is the game that made the Super Metroid and uh, Symphony of the Night are what made the term Metroidvania like a genre. So yeah. if you want to see where it all started, get that. Really, really cool. Cool. So we're towards the end here. I'm going to get through the next chunk kind of fast because we have Animal Crossing last and I know you have stuff to say about that. Mm-hmm. Uh other things coming out, Tetris 99 survival mode slash daily missions slash more DLC. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Got nothing really. The people but. who are Tetris 99 fans are diehards, and I'm sure they're all stoked about this. Uh, I, yeah. I do not play it that much personally, but it's great. Yeah, but people like it, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, this fucked me up. Ma- Mario and Sonic Olympics retro style events, and there's this story mode. I wrote in parentheses, oh, no. Yeah. That's, that's what I know <laughs> That was honestly the moment where I was like, do I get this game? Because I just need to know what the story mode of the 2020 this, Olympics is going to be. It's going to be a fucking train wreck, and I can't wait to see I, what, the, yeah. what, the, what the story is. I kind of need to experience it. I kind of like, I feel a, a, a burning flame within me to, to see that. Maybe during spooky season. I do hope it's, yeah, I do hope it's fun. <laughs> God, Mario and Sonic Summer Olympics in spooky season is the most cursed thing we uh-huh. could do. <laughs> But I do wish, I do hope it's fun in the same way the most recent Mario Party was fun. I think there's room for another game like that. Yeah. It could be especially shitty. Like the the metric, the 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 scale of like what this game could be is like invisible. Like I'd have no idea. These games generally trend pretty good. Like people tend to like these games. Oh, a do lot. they? Yeah, yeah. They're they're like genuinely well liked. And I think it this one specifically has the potential to be better than Mario Party. Like the the Switch one, considering like that game kind of tanked a little bit. Um, I could yeah, I could see this filling it was in it was space. a little small. Yeah, it it very well could. I, I think Super Mario Party did some cool stuff, but I think it did feel a little bit small after a while. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that. Uh, Damon X Machina is coming out soon. I think September thirteenth. Sure is. There's a demo um, now. Uh, there was a demo, but now it's like always available, which is cool. So you can check that game out, which I plan on doing. I want to download the demo and play it really bad because the game looks fun. It looks stylish. I just it looks like yeah. Astral Chain, but red, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, and I right. want to check that out. Uh, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Dude, yeah. we can't just skate by this it... one. I love this announcement. No. Yeah, I haven't played this game. Oh my oh, god, I really? I really like it. Yeah, no, I've played uh, it. It's so good. I have no idea why this is a game that they're porting to the Switch, but I will absolutely buy it and play it again. I have so many fond memories of this game. I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's extremely good. It has like I I hope they include the multiplayer. The multiplayer was so fun. I don't think they're going to. I th- I think they announced. I think they said in the direct like specifically that it's only the single player. But I I don't I don't remember one hundred percent. So if the multiplayer is in there, perfect. That game is so so fun and dumb and and great to play with friends. Uh, so I I'm thrilled about this. It's gonna be really amazing. Great. I love that. We also are getting uh for the Switch Witcher Three Complete Edition all DLC. 
in one package. I think you said you were going to get that, right? Oh, no, absolutely not. Really? You, you said in E3 that you're getting it for Switch. Uh, I, I thought about it, but I, I didn't really like the game the first time I played it. I imagine I won't like it on Switch. I have such a concrete memory of you saying that you weren't into it, but you were absolutely getting it for Switch. Oh, I mean, maybe I did. Somebody fact check me, but I, I am not really interested in this personally. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. So... <laughs> moving on uh assassin's well, creed are you gonna 4. get it i'm curious are you gonna get it and try it again? no no i mean I, I already have it for ps4 i i enjoyed it i played through the main story i've talked about it in passing i think i love the the writing and the story in that game i kind of found it a little bit tough to play in some points so I, oh a certain point i just put it on easy and just like went through the main story and i'm glad i did i think that the story in that game is is worth experiencing yeah um but i don't need to buy it again um, I need. I don't ever need to buy a game again, but there are a handful of games that I love enough to do that. Mm-hmm. That is not one of them, though. Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, all DLC. Uh, very cool. That's one that people especially like. I have not played it. It's great. Um, it's a really good game. Um, how will it run on Switch? One, right? Big question mark. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 apparently didn't run very well on Switch, so I can't imagine that 4 is going to do any better with like all those water physics. Um, but that is pretty much like the best pirate game ever made outside of Sea of Thieves, maybe. Um, so cool cool uh and dauntless is coming to switch uh, it is on switch there's just updates for dauntless oh updates for dauntless on switch yeah. uh cool and then this is the and more section where they kind of did it very fast i made sure i caught everything um a couple of things i'm excited for here uh uh but i'll just do all of them just dance 2020 grid autosport farming simulator 20 hey got a huge reaction uh, from the nintendo world crowd really i think it was ironic but it was great yeah, people, probably. People I lost mean, it. <laughs> it was fun. That's so funny. It looks like the. It looks exactly like it sounds. Yeah. I, I would probably have cheered too. Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. That's the Studio Ghibli game. I know that's that I soon. That's want, in like a week or two. To, that honestly. Yeah. Oh, it comes out the same day as um as Link's Awakening. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NBA Two K Two Zero. I do want to check out Nino Kuni. Uh, maybe I'll get that in. What's- uh, well, I'll play by you. Oh, the third game that day. Sorry, we didn't. This is not in the direct, but it's worth mentioning. The third game coming out on that day is Untitled Goose Game. Re- oh, my God. Which okay, I'm, I'm getting that game day one. Yeah, yeah I think I'm very I excited to. for that. I'm probably going to play that before I play Link's Awakening, I think. <laughs> Me too, which almost feels sacrilegious, but I have to. NBA 2K20. Oh, God. NBA, that shows you how much I know about NBA. Uh, Call of Cthulhu, The Outer Worlds, yep. which is like the new Fallout. Devil May Cry 2 vampire so out of that i'm excited about outer worlds and nino kuni yeah but we can move on yeah i'll probably get outer to... worlds on ps4 i think i kind of want to see that game yeah in its full glory you know that makes sense i think i'm in the same boat speaking of in the same boat animal crossing got some major updates uh, sure did um uh so i have some notes i took here uh i want to i feel like this is your brand though so i want to hear your thoughts first yeah, I first thing to mention, I think, is that as soon as this happened, I looked to my right and somebody was literally tearing up watching Tom Nook talk. Uh, so, like, just know that going to the Nintendo World Store, a great place to hang out uh, if you want to see people get very emotional about games. Oh, I didn't mention this, but two people hugged when Doom 64 got announced. So, like, there are people out there who are excited <laughs> about it. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. this this bit opened up with uh, Tom Nook showing up and saying, like, Hey man, I I shot a little video and edited it in iMovie, and here it is. It's like an ad for my my travel service, and uh, they they kind of just like went over a bunch of new features in the game, um, and they all look 
amazing. I mean, this looks like what we have talked about so many times. It's almost like broken record situation at this point. But like this looks like the f- the full version of Animal Crossing. It looks like everything yeah. you could ever want from one of these games put into one game. I think the main thing, like the, the most important bit it's just like a really, really strong focus on customizing everything in your town. Whereas like oh, yeah. you kind of got halfway there with New Leaf and the ability like as the mayor <laughs> to install new public works projects and stuff like that. There were still so many things that people wanted that were kind of like just behind the veil a little bit. Um, and and they all seem to be addressed in this game where you can put furniture outside now and you can put it wherever you want. Like it, you're not limited to only having furniture in your house. Uh, you can build pathways wherever you want and there's like a really easy way to build pathways. All that's stuff I think is really going to make the player have a lot more ownership over the place that they live um, which I think is going to be really strong in terms of like building that that emotional attachment to your game the way that you did in the past games like over your town like this is now your island and you're not only living in it but you're like creating it from scratch because you were the first person living there uh, and you are going to be the reason that the island gets built up enough where other people want to move there it's not like you're moving into a town that already exists and I think that's a huge shift for this game that feels amazing it's like the natural progression yeah not even to mention all the amazing little quality of life things like you have a toolbox finally so you you know you don't have eight slots filled up by tools there's like this wonderful uh like almost minecraft in uh like there it is tool building situation where like you go out and get resources to build things which at first i was like i don't know if i want that in animal crossing but honestly i think it's gonna be great i think it's gonna be really good because like your stuff you know it wouldn't break but like you know I, i think having uh different tiers of items is good for that game um and it gives you something to work towards constantly um which like anything that they can add in that front, I think will just make the longevity of that game, you know, even greater than it was in in previous entries. So I I am nothing but thrilled about this game. Like literally everything that they announce is great and a huge improvement. Um, and any I think almost any of these things could stand on their own as like this is the new thing we announced in Animal Crossing, and to have all of it together is just amazing. And then there's the multiplayer stuff, which I think is my one my one hang up, my one like really yeah. It's it's the one thing that I'm most nervous about because they haven't gone more in depth about how it works. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned that it's just going to be exactly like New Leaf. Like, okay, cool. You can play with eight people. That's great. Um, but is it just them coming to my town or do we all get to live in the same place? Like, can I play a persistent online island with like a bunch of my friends uh, where we all like work together to build this place up. That's I think what I want out of it. If I don't get that, I'm not going to be like upset, but that does seem like the most natural thing to do after like the explorations in pocket camp and like making that game more social. And it seems like they're making a concerted effort to make this game more social. It seems like that would be the natural move. But again, like Nintendo is so behind on like interactivity and online stuff with their like main entries in games that I, I don't think that's going to be the case. But beyond that, everything looks amazing and I can't wait for it. How about you, Steven? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited too. I love Animal Crossing. It's not like my, uh, it, it means a lot to me too. I just feel like it there. We each have the series that makes our eyes like sparkle and like uh-huh. our, we ascend into the clouds. Like that is this for you. And I'm like, I'm like right below you. But I think yeah. like my enjoyment with this game quadruples when I have friends who are also playing it. And that's why I'm actually most excited about the multiplayer. The idea of having four via console locally or eight online um, taking pictures together, like exploring everyone's town all at once. I do think I didn't even think about the idea of like building a island together. 
that would kind of uh, evoke what is happening with the new Stardew Valley stuff of like having a co-op farm. Have um, you tried that though? I haven't. The way it works is a fucking mess to be completely oh, like it? frank. Yeah, I was honestly really bummed out about that because a bunch of my friends and I were like, we're going to start a farm together. It's going to be awesome. Um, but the way it works is you all have to be online at the same time or else none of you can play at that farm. Um, so if one person leaves, everyone disconnects and the thing is over. Um, oh. And then like you can only play that farm if a bunch of you are online simultaneously, uh, which is kind of like the worst way to do that. You know, and and don't get me wrong. It's a small team. I'm not expecting like Stardew Valley's indie team to like make great strides in like a huge kind of persistent online world. But I do kind of expect that a little bit more from Nintendo. And, yeah, and I guess I had heard good things about it, but I also have only heard good things about it from people who are playing in groups of two. So I think it's probably way mm-hmm. easier to manage that limitation with just one other person versus, as you said, and I quote, a bunch of people. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're not going to get the mind experience you're looking for, Brendan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. The pole vault looks dope. I was getting weird battle royale vibes in the beginning of this video with like the oh, like the movie the, battle royale. Yeah, like the movie yeah. battle royale. I, I knew, I knew, it, I knew it wasn't going in that direction. But it was like, welcome to the island. You'll be given a backpack and a new axe. I'm like, oh no, 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 <laughs> please. <Yeah. laughs> uh, um, the resident service voice was kind of dystopian in that way. Yeah, um, I love that you have a phone with Tom Nook apps. I'd lost it at Nook Miles. I'm like, is there a Tom Nook Fitbit that I can use in real life? Sign me up. Wow. I also would yeah. use that. Hell yeah. They had that with um when Soul Silver and Heart Gold came out, there was like a weird yep. Pokeball you could attach to your belt if you were cool. And you could walk around and you would get items and stuff. I sure did um, have one. So there's like a Pokemon Go esque like gadget for Animal Crossing. I mean, I would totally do that. Uh <laughs> Yeah, same. I like Fitbit, and all Fitbit does is say, like, you've walked as long as the bridge. Okay, cool. That was honestly the reason that I played New Leaf, I think, as much as I did, or, like, brought my 3DS with me as much as I did. It wasn't to street pass with people, but it was to build up activity points because, like, the 3DS had, what what is it, a pedometer? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it had a pedometer built into it uh, that would count your steps and then give you rewards for doing or for being more active. So I would love some way to bring that into the Switch ecosystem. Um, that'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, this but is I, complete like speculation, but that'd be cool. This game comes out March 20th of next year. So we've got a significant amount of time, basically a year. And, uh, kind or of, I guess yeah. closer to six months, maybe, right? Yeah. Um, um, can I do oh, math? man. Let me see if I can find Six months. Six months. It comes out in six months. Uh, one of my friends, as soon as this announcement happened, uh, sent an update to the group that said there's about 190 days until Animal Crossing comes out. And it has been 265 days since it was announced. Oh, wow. So we're over the threshold. Yeah. One day soon, my friend. It'll fly by. Yeah. I am very excited. I think, uh, as we've often said, March of next year is going to be an absolute nightmare. Um, this mm-hmm. is coming out. Uh, the remake of FF7 is coming out. That's like... I think that's not a hot take, very popular franchises, but like that is like the fruition of both our like deepest loves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is like both of our favorite series like manifesting into a new form. Yeah. If the Oblivion um, and Final Fantasy VII episode was <laughs> quote unquote the perfect episode, like I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. I don't know how much time between those two, honestly. I guess Animal Crossing on the go when I'm commuting and Final Fantasy when I come home. Like I guess that's, that's my life. That's the thing. I've, I've all experienced with Animal Crossing is like when I first get it, I play it for a long time. But then it's like it becomes a game I play for like a little bit every day. Right. It becomes mm-hmm. like more of a rich 
ritual than like a I'm gonna sit down and play Animal Crossing for like eight hours. You know, like it's it's gonna be a game that like I check and then I play with friends. Whereas FF Seven is like tell me a story in the dark kind of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's going to be very different. So yeah, uh, and that's, unless you have anything else, that's Animal Crossing. Uh, you can pole vault over small streams of water. Love that. It's going to be great. They ended the direct with uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I, I don't really follow this series. So like I, I, I truly felt nothing, but I'm oh, sure really? people are excited. Yeah. Uh, I played, I mean, we talked about it. I played two. Oh, we, I don't even think we talked about it or did we? We did. We absolutely did. Oh, okay. I played uh, two a little bit. I did not like it very much. I ended up putting it down. Uh, but one, I've heard really good things about um and i am kind of inclined to check this one out honestly uh they so, completely like redone the visual style which is great because that game was looking kind of gross uh on the wii and even worse on the 3ds and they've also added in a bunch of new areas and things uh which is great like a bunch of stuff that got cut from the original game they like went back and added in which is cool i don't know it looks it looks good yeah it looks really pretty i didn't know what it was at first i just saw like at first i thought it was more breath of the wild too which is a, is an indication of how good it looks oh man as like, soon as i saw the the cliffs i knew exactly what it was because i recognized yeah. it from smash brothers yeah because this is the game shulk is in i didn't realize it was for the wii i thought this was on the wii u but i think the wii u xenoblade was like the weird mech one that was uh, x uh, yeah that was x and then two is a sequel to this game interesting yeah, yeah so that's how it ended um but overall just like I mean, we talked about it for two plus hours now uh really exciting stuff a lot of it's out now which is kind of cool yeah so, i've already yeah, played some nintendo super Pro. nintendo stuff on my on my switch which i just great. i just downloaded it uh i'm excited to get into it yeah it's also good it's also good steven i'm excited about all of it it's gonna be a very busy month even like next week is three stuff it's what Link's awakening goose game and nino kuni uh that's all on the 20th i believe or something jeez um yeah, and there's end. even more stuff on the horizon uh yep. so yeah cool i think we're gonna wrap up unless you have anything else no no there are a bunch of games that we're both playing that uh we just like kind of put off for a week so we'll talk about those next week and uh that's gonna be good yeah i want to talk about i think we actually want to talk about astral train again and yeah um i also picked up the ff8 remaster so i'm excited to talk about that do yep. another give uh brendan another final fantasy episode i know he loves those i like making um, the cover art for those <laughs> you put up with a lot um before we officially wrap up though i'm gonna give our generous patrons their their owed shout out yeah um, uh, if you want to support the show and get a shout out uh worth mentioning you can go to patreon.com slash into the cast uh thank you for everybody who's done that and steven's gonna name them yeah and i guess just a reminder too with that first and foremost if you're if you're listening and, and enjoying the show that's incredible um if you do want to support it like brendan said patreon's in the show notes uh the three tiers we have currently um dollar gives you a shout out uh three gives you uh access to our episode art um which brendan makes most of uh always truly tremendous work you do brendan i'm a big fan oh, thank you, um and we also just started a newsletter. The way that works, as we've said in the past, is uh, we're going to release quarterly issues publicly for everyone. But if you want to get it monthly and see everything that's happening in the newsletter, it's the $5 tier. That's going to include art and writing from both of us, as well as from other writers and artists. We're really excited for that to keep going. So if you want that monthly, that's that. That's really the only thing that's like has a bit of a paywall is, is the newsletter. Yeah. So... All that being said, thank you very much to our patrons. Here's your shout out coming at you. Thank you, Spencer, Scout, Philip, Min, 
Melly Muffin Pie, Marcel, Mark, Kyle, Kim, Cameron, Jeff, Inez, Hilton, Christopher, Brett, Bolt, Benjamin, Andrew, and Akira. Thank you so much. This is uh, unbelievably kind of you to support the show this way. And yeah, it means a lot to us. Um, and with that, I think we're going to sign up. Anything you want else? Anything else you want to say? Yeah, totally. Uh, just a couple quick things. Uh, if you uh, want to follow us on Twitter, we have a Twitter account. It's at Into the Cast. Uh, we're also on Twitch at Into the Cast. Uh, we have been playing a lot more stuff on stream recently, including Remnant uh, from the Ashes, which we talked about, I think, last week or two weeks ago. Uh, and we'll probably talk about it again now that we've played multiplayer and seen a lot more wild shit in that game. Um, so, yeah, tune in there. Uh, we have a YouTube account where uh, all the VODs from those streams live. That's down in the show notes. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's it for, for this show. Thank you so much to everybody who, uh, who listens worth mentioning by the time this episode comes out, uh, the first episode of the new season of no script at all will also be out. Uh, it'll be one day old. Very excited about that. Um, if you are a fan of Terrace house, the Japanese reality TV show that's on Netflix, please tune in. That'd be great. Uh, it's one of two shows on this podcast network. <laughs> so yes. that'd be great. Um, yeah. Brendan, cool. you're a star. You're a star. Sure. You are. Own it. Um, My name is and- Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the internet <laughs> at Brendan Bigley. I am Stephen Hilger. You can find me at Stephen Hilger. Have a wonderful day. Welcome to your new island. Welcome to your Please new island, Please come everyone. to... Please come to the Residence Center for your own backpack and mystery weapon slash artifact. Oh, I hate <laughs> this place. Get me out. Goodbye. Goodbye. Garbage dot online.